views and opinions on the following program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Oldies 1079, WOLD, or SRN Communications. It's time now for Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you with your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you're looking to make a positive change this year, learn lifelong tools to reduce stress and be present. If you're stuck and need to remove the blocks that are from success and happiness in the areas of your life, or if you want to get a new perspective on things, well, it's time to talk to Lauren Cardinal. To talk to Lauren, call 732 748 1079. That's 732 748 1079. And now, here's your host, Lauren Cardinal. Hello, good evening. Thank you for joining me for Here's the Thing. I am Lauren Cardinal, your host. If you want to change your life, it starts with changing your mind and then taking action. Thank you for listening here on Oldies 107.9 WOLD. Now serving even more of Central Jersey at 95.1 FM. And recordings of the show being played on 97.5 in Sussex County on Saturday mornings. This show, Here's the Thing, is about you and for you. I am a certified life coach, results coach, and a clinical hypnotherapist, medical support hypnotherapist. And we talk about what's important to you each week. If you have something to ask or share, please do. You can call in. You can call me. You can send me an email. Uh, I'll be giving that information throughout the show. But in the meantime, thank you for listening live, and thank you to my podcast listeners. And Happy New Year. Today is the first day of 2018, and it's a wonderful opportunity to look ahead to the future, isn't it? I'm excited to be here with you tonight. I want to welcome all of my new listeners as well as my regular listeners. And to let you know, tonight's show is recorded. It's not a live show, although it is new content. So uh, there won't be the same opportunities to call in, but you can, of course, call in in the following weeks. So it's the first day of the new year, and maybe you slept in this morning. Maybe you're in a contemplative mood. Maybe you're just raring to go with new things. It's funny, though, isn't it, that just last week, we were more inclined to reflect on the year that had passed. And sometimes just feeling that loneliness or the grief or missing the people that couldn't be there in looking at the year in review. And the holidays tend to bring that out in us, that inner reflection, events, relatives. And then... By the passing of midnight, on a particular night it seems, our thoughts change to thinking of the future. And we need those opportunities to be able to make the switch. We, I guess as humans, are almost programmed to continue to move forward, right? And that's great too. So the first day of the new year, it brings to mind New Year's resolutions. So, in the past, what have you resolved to do? Get in shape, exercise more, get more rest, take more time with your family, make a career move, make a logistical move, take more time to vacation or have fun. Have you made that resolution more than one year in a row? I know a number of people where that's the case, and if that's you, if it's not you, that's fine, because there'll be lots of information for you in the show tonight. But in particular, if you've made your resolution, the same resolution, more than one year in a row, you'll get a lot of information out of the show tonight. We'll be talking about resolutions, specifically what they really mean, and how to go about making those changes so they really stick. So first off, tonight's show is brought to you by Full Recovery Wellness Center. Full Recovery is located in Fairfield, New Jersey. And whether you're struggling to get clean and sober, whether you're a 12-step old-timer or a family member of a recovering alcoholic or addict, the Full Recovery Wellness Center offers the tools needed to succeed in recovery and in life. 
they have a dedicated and caring staff that understands that addiction is a complex illness. It has biological, genetic, psychological, social, and developmental roots, and their treatment targets the entire range of those factors. Their goal is simple, provide the tools that help people in recovery to enjoy a rich and rewarding life. Full Recovery offers outpatient and intensive outpatient treatment programs, as well as a free family dynamic workshop series. They focus on the individual and the family to integrate recovery principles and spiritual concepts with leadership, relationship, and career skills to guide the individuals to a life of contribution and prosperity. For more information, the number to call is 973-244-0022. That's 973-244-0022. Or find them online at www.full-recovery.com. You know, at this time of year, as we look ahead to the things that we want to have in the future, the things we want to make changes about, recovery often comes up as well. Even if it's just not to um, participate in certain activities as much, or whether the goal is to help a family member in recovery, um, it's just a good opportunity to think about that, and um, certainly Full Recovery Wellness Center understands that. As a reminder, I offer HIPAA-compliant video hypnosis and coaching sessions. And the HIPAA-compliance, that's really the opportunity for things to be private so that there's no infiltration over the um, telephone line or the video line like Skype. Skype is not um, doesn't have the, the same privacy um, security. So um, hypnosis and coaching sessions can be done with video privately. And coaching sessions, actually most of my coaching sessions are done over the phone and that hasn't changed. So that's all taken care of and that's that's private. But if you'd rather meet face-to-face for either coaching or hypnosis, but the distance is prohibitive, we can make it work. You can reach me through my website, on Facebook, or give me a call at 973-418-2170 and we can set up our session. If you would like to receive my newsletter, it goes out every week on Thursdays. Here's the thing on Thursday. And you can go to my website and just click on the newsletter icon and fill out the information and you're in. Or you can send me an email at laurencardinal.com. So in last week's show, we discussed intention. And the power of intention can be so effective because intention comes into every thought that we have, it can go into every word, it can go into every action. And while that concept may be a lot to take in, there really is tremendous opportunity in it as well. What we focus on expands. So if we are intentional about an outcome we wish to have in a conversation, in a relationship, even just how our body language or or our posture, or our words convey something about us. We have that power, and it's through intention. And having intention as the topic last week, it's really just a great lead-in to what we're talking about here tonight. And to hear what was discussed in last week's show, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find that podcast, as well as all of my previous show's podcasts, on my website, www.laurencardinal.com or through iTunes. And you can look under my name or under the title of the show, which is Here's the Thing. And in addition to welcoming listeners on 107.9 and 95.1, I'd like to welcome the Sussex County listening audience to the show on WRSK, which is 97.5 FM, broadcasting pre-recorded shows from Sussex County Community College. And that takes place on Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. And as always, you can listen to the live show on the Internet at woldradio.com. You can listen through the TuneIn Radio app on your Android phone or the free Apple device app. So let's get on with the show. It's the first of the year and the opportunity for what we know as New Year's resolutions. So what's on your list of resolutions? Of course, with it being the start of the new year, 
the timing of this show is right in line. But what I want to add is that a resolution is really about something you want to change. And you may be saying to yourself, well, of course. But I've heard people talking about their resolutions of, well, I just want to continue doing what I'm doing. That's my resolution. I want to continue. And in my mind, resolution is about something different. If you're in a position where you want to continue something, then you've already made the change and you are good to go. If you're running into any roadblocks or any problems with that, then we can talk. That's probably just a simple conversation or thinking through things a little differently. But the resolution is really about solving something, changing something, making a change. Making resolutions is a tradition. It's most common in the Western Hemisphere, but there are areas in the Eastern Hemisphere where they take part in it too. But the tradition is when a person resolves to change an undesired trait or behavior to accomplish a personal goal or otherwise improve his or her life. Resolution comes from the Latin word meaning to release or loosen. It also comes from the word resolve, which is indicative of a problem or something that needs to be released or changed. And I mention this, if your resolution is to continue doing something well, like I said, you've already made the change and you're doing great. What we're talking about tonight are really those things that need to change. If you've resolved to make changes in some way, some shape or form this year, and it can be anything, if you're resolving to make a change, it's certainly because you're dissatisfied with the feelings that you have about something right now. Considering that change only comes when the discomfort of the unknown in making the change can't be worse than what we're currently experiencing, let me tell you that I believe you are well on your way to making that change merely because of the fact that you're ready for it. If you're ready to make that change, you've already acknowledged the discomfort that you currently are feeling. And if you're ready to move on, then you're halfway there. So a resolution is about making a change, an improvement. So how do we go about doing this? I'm going to start by asking you to think about your intention. What is your intention in the changes that you want to make? And I believe that changes are always about feelings. Think about it for a moment. Whether it's moving or changing jobs, donating more of your time, exercising more, whatever it is, you want to make that change because of the difference in how you will feel. In fact, I'm going to ask you to start there. Let me ask you how you want to feel by the end of next year. And maybe beyond. But because we're talking about New Year's resolutions and the plan for the next year, how do you want to feel by the end of next year? It can be about feeling a certain way in several areas of your life. If we were to take a look at our lives as, let's say, a wheel, and each spoke is a different area, an area for relationships, for spirituality, for physical health, for finances, for career, for love, for fun and enjoyment, <clears throat> each spoke of the wheel, if you will, is an opportunity to connect with how you feel. So take a moment to connect on them. You probably felt a little something as I was talking about each of those areas. And notice which areas hit home for you. And you'll know it. You'll know it. You'll feel it. And even if you don't know exactly how you want to feel, you'll know when, the, when I talked about those areas, which are the areas that you know there's room for change, that you want change. Let me give you an example. If your career and your finances are going great, you'll rate yourself pretty high in those areas, let's say on a scale of 1 to 10. Not much may need to change there. <clears throat> but when you hear about fun and enjoyment or spirituality, and that hits home for you, maybe your rating is somewhere around a 3 or a 4 or a 5 maybe, that those, one of those may be the area that you want to feel different in the future. Even if you're not sure how to get there yet, you just know that you want to feel different. And that could be, as I mentioned, in the coming year and beyond. So 
that's where your intention starts to feel different by having more fun or by getting in touch with your spirituality, right? You see how that works? <clears throat> okay, you see where I'm going with this? Because by looking at the different areas of your life, you can connect better on the things that you want to change based on how you feel about yourself in response. <coughs> then you set your intention to make the changes, like I was discussed in last week's radio show. Remembering that intention is about your thoughts. It's what you put your mind to. The power of intention is intrinsic in everything that we do, even if we're not conscious of it. So it's an opportunity to make it more into your conscious awareness. We're mindful of it. And I think I've mentioned it before that I teach a spin class, an indoor cycling class each week before the sun comes up. And as we warm up, each and every time, I ask my fellow riders to set their intention for how they want to feel by the end of the workout. And it's not even necessarily that they know at that point how they're going to get there. They just project into the future how they want to feel at the end. And for some, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a, a rest day. Maybe it's not to go full out, but to set the intention. And it's a specific and distinct opportunity to make a choice about how they go through their workout based on how they want to feel at the end. So yes, intention is, or can be, part of every thought in every day. And as I mentioned, that can be a bit overwhelming. I know. But there is opportunity for us to be connected in that way to make it more of a mindful process. And in the show about intention, we discussed the opportunity about how we want to feel at the end of conversations, even. Intention is where it's at, and it's an important part of resolutions. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Here's the Thing. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal, board-certified hypnotist and results coach. And tonight we're talking about resolutions, your guide to making changes. So once we have intentions in our mind, it becomes easier to come up with the goals. The intention must come first because it's based on emotions, on feelings. If we do not have that aligned, we could be setting ourselves up for failure in the resolutions before we even get started. So the goals come out of or after our intention. Now, the goals can be anything, and they must be SMART. Have you heard of this acronym before, the SMART goals? And you may have become aware of them or been through this exercise in previous experience or a work environment or just because it's, it's come across your path. And if you've heard of it, just stay with me on it. And if you haven't, then listen in. SMART goals refer to the goals we set for ourselves that must be specific, measurable, attainable, reasonable, and timely, meaning they have a time specificity to them. And when I work with coaching clients, while I don't actively or necessarily check off each of these items for goals. I've been through this process so many times that they're inherent in the goals my clients come up with for themselves. That's the coaching part. And I want to take a moment to point out something regarding goals. And it has to do with progress, not perfection. About flexibility and allowance rather than rigidity and self-criticism. When we have goals set for ourselves that meet the criteria for SMART goals, but we aren't able to consistently follow through, I want to offer up the opportunity to re-examine the reasonable part of the goal. That's where my clients often have a, a minor trip up that needs adjustment. <clears throat> for example, and this is a hypothetical, if I have a client who wants to get in shape as a New Year's resolution or at any point during the year, during the year 
it's been my experience that exercise, because of the time involved in our busy worlds, is an area where clients set their goals. So I will often give pushback on what's reasonable in this area. If someone doesn't exercise at all, suddenly changing to exercising 90 minutes a day isn't reasonable. It's doable, but it may not be reasonable. And if it's more reasonable that it's an hour a day, then that is the goal. And remember, this goal is set based on how the person wants to feel about getting in shape. Proud, energized, healthy, more confident, worthy, and the list goes on. It's about the feeling after getting in shape, let's say. That's the why. Always going about the why, that feeling, and shaping the goals around it. So an hour might be more reasonable than 90 minutes. And here's the point about progress with goals, though. If that client is unable to consistently exercise for an hour a day, it doesn't necessarily mean that the goal isn't right. It may simply mean that it's not reasonable. Maybe it's the specifics around it that need to be adjusted. Perhaps, let's say, exercise for an hour three times a week. And on the other days, stretch for 15 minutes and take the stairs whenever possible and park in the furthest parking spot each time so you have to walk further. So that there's something and there's an intention behind it. That each of those things is, is intentional towards those goals, towards that goal of getting in shape and feeling proud, energized, healthy, more confident and worthy. So the goals must be SMART goals. So what's an example of a SMART goal then? Well, let you, let's use that same, that same goal as an example. A SMART goal for that would be exercise for an hour three times a week before work, specific, before work, stretching, taking stairs, and walking on the off days, starting Monday, January 1st, with re-examination and adjustment after three months, which is April 1st. It is specific, and you can get even more specific if you want to, what type of exercise, etc. It is measurable. How do you quantify it, right, if it's measurable? Well, either you did it or you didn't, so that's the measure. It is attainable. You've exercised for an hour at, at a time many times recently in your life, so it's reasonable. And the time frames have been put around it. So the, that's a SMART goal. Now, I just mentioned attainable. What does that mean? Well, I mean that it's doable. Now, moving from, let's say, New Jersey to California in one day is likely not attainable, if you own anything that you'd like to take with you, that is. Completing a marathon the next day, tomorrow, when you've been a couch potato for the last five years. <clears throat> may not be attainable. Making a million dollars overnight may not be attainable. And yes, I will get pushback, and I have gotten pushback. While all of these things are possible, I'm not saying they're impossible. Far be it for me to say that anything is impossible. They are possible and may be attainable under dire circumstances. If you had somebody chasing you with I don't know, um, some sort of weapon. There are a lot more things that you could do than if you were just normally walking down the street. I'm not talking about doing these things under duress or in dire circumstances. I'm talking about being attainable by folding it into our regular lives. Attainable, therefore, connects closely to reasonable in this way. We want it to be not necessarily easy, but doable, that it folds in to what you normally do. SMART goals. So we have feelings to create the intention, and intention sets the platform for creating goals, the SMART goals. Great, so what about beyond that? Well, in my mind... There are three additional and necessary things to be mindful of as we move along in this process. And they are to decide, to focus, and to declutter. 
And within all of these three things, actually through all of it, choice is the common thread. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Here's the Thing. I am your host, Lauren Cardinal, board-certified hypnotist and results coach. And tonight we're talking about resolutions, your guide to making changes. So decide. What do I mean by that? I mean to decide instead of trying. And I think decide... In Latin, I actually didn't look this up, decide in Latin, but if I'm going from memory, I believe that decide means to eliminate other things, really. It is to focus on one thing. So it's about committing to it. Commit to it. If I ask you if you have a resolution for the new year, by the way, I wouldn't ask you. But for the purpose of this content, I'm putting it out there. So if I ask you if you have a resolution for the new year, if you were to answer to me, yes, I'm going to try to have more fun this year, right then, right there, I would challenge you. Yes, I would. Because if you tell me that you're going to try, I will tell you that you're making an excuse to fail, and that you're not committed. Don't try. Decide. If you fail... Perhaps it goes back to that reasonable part of the equation, but try? Sounds a bit wimpy, don't you think? And I believe I can say that because when you've decided to do something in the past, I mean really decided, you were locked in on it, my bet is that you followed through with it, right? So that's what I'm talking about here. It's not about trying. It's about deciding, making the commitment, and just getting in there. I'm, you know, it's funny because, as you would might expect in my world with my kids, that I bring this type of conversation up all the time about deciding, about trying. And I consider myself to be pretty flexible about when to do things. I don't rule with an iron fist. There are consequences, but... What I want to do is set things up for success. So I think about goals when it comes to asking my kids to do things, too. Some things I expect to be done automatically, but some things I ask. And so I usually preface it with the question of, I need to have this and this and this done. Is it reasonable for me to expect that it will be done before you go to bed tonight? And I wait for my answer. Yes, Mom, it is. Okay, great. Then for me... I don't care when it gets done because I know the commitment's been made that it'll be done before they go to bed. If it's not, then there are different actions that we take. But I want to make sure it's reasonable. And then, you know, maybe there's the topic of conversation for the next day. Why wasn't it reasonable? Maybe it wasn't about reasonable. Oh, well, I forgot I had this huge homework assignment. Again, another subject to discuss about staying on top of homework but there is the opportunity that maybe it wasn't reasonable at that time. And it's the same thing with the goals, about them being reasonable, but committing to it. So you decide. It's not about trying. It's about deciding. And looking at the time, I think it's a good time for us to take a break. So uh, let's just take a quick two-minute break, and we'll be back afterwards to talk about focus. So be back in a minute. Did you know there's a world-class addiction treatment center that accepts most insurance right in Fairfield, New Jersey? The Full Recovery Wellness Center offers substance abuse help with flexible day and evening options. Overcoming addictive behavior is really just the beginning of recovery. The Full Recovery Program offers a holistic approach to improve all areas of your life, from strained relationships to difficult career and financial situations. At Full Recovery, the goal is simple. Provide you the tools needed to enjoy a rich and rewarding life. Full Recovery is now 
offering its exclusive Badge of Honor program, a treatment solution designed to meet the unique privacy needs of New Jersey's first responders and police officers. When relapse is not an option, turn to the state-licensed professionals at the Full Recovery Wellness Center, located at 87 Fairfield Road in Fairfield. For more information, 973-244-0022 or at www.full-recovery.com. Full Recovery Wellness Center in Fairfield. And now, back to Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you on WOLD. And your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you'd like to speak to Lauren, you can call in at 732-748-1079. That's 732-748-1079. Let's get back to the show with your host, Lauren Cardinal. Hello and welcome back. Thanks very much for joining me. Tonight we are talking about resolutions, your guide to making changes. Tonight's show we're talking about, obviously, New Year's resolutions because it's a hot topic here on New Year's Day and for the foreseeable future, but also because if you've made the resolutions more than one year in a row, there's an opportunity to take a closer look at why that's so. So that's why I say the guide to change to take a few steps back and examine what's really going on so that the changes that you want to make, you can really make them so that they stick. So we started talking about uh, feelings and how you want to feel, and that's usually the precursor to making any changes. And then change only happens when the fear of making that change can't be any worse than the current feelings that we have. So once you decide to make the change, you're halfway there. And it's about creating the intention for how you want to feel. And goals that we create, the resolutions that we create, usually makes makes the most sense to come out of that intention. Once we know how we want to feel, we can decide what to do to get there, that action step. And then we create the goals, the SMART goals, uh, specific, measurable, attainable, reasonable, and timely, meaning that they have a specific timetable around them. And then I mentioned... Three things, three additional things that I think are big components about making changes. And they are about deciding, maintaining focus, and decluttering. And deciding means merely making a decision to make the change, as opposed to trying. Because trying is an excuse to fail. And when you decide, there's a little bit more um, impetus, more commitment to making that change. So moving on to focus, it's impossible to focus on one thing and see another. Just roll that around in your head for a minute. It's impossible to focus on one thing and see another. So this is where I think focus and declutter kind of come together because to me clutter is about distraction. There's too many things, too many things. It's not a clear alignment. But if you're focused those distractions don't come as easily. And in order to attain goals, it really is about focus, right? You decide to, to, to move forward with the goals and you focus on them and eliminate distraction. So we'll get to that part about it in, the, in a minute. But as far as the distractions are concerned, if you get rid of one, another will sprout up almost immediately, right? It seems so it's an opportunity about staying focused in spite of them. There's never a lack of great excuses or reasons to shift your focus and slow you down. But it's about staying determined and staying focused. And I'm going to put something out there. It sounds a little bit, a little bit harsh, a little bit stern. But as a coach, this is, this is where I come from. It's about... It's not about whining about how little time you have or nobody around you is supportive or how you're already working 40 hours a week and how can I possibly do more. I get it. I've been there. Totally get it. But this is also the opportunity. If you want to make changes, it's about taking responsibility for the fact that you've created, we all have created everything in our lives, our thoughts, beliefs, focus, action, and energy, We've created all of that, and we have the power to shift our mindset. We have the power to change our energy and create new things that will serve us better. 
So it's about being diligent about your mindset and staying focused and determined and eliminating distractions. And we will get to that in just a little bit. Eliminating those distractions. So I just, I wrote a note to myself. If someone's chasing you down the street, you're focused, right? That if someone is chasing you with, with some sort of threat, like I said earlier, you are looking for safety. You're not thinking about whether you're hungry. You're not concerned about what shoes you have on your feet or how cold it is outside. Those, All of those things could be distractions. And, yes, maybe it's just because your adrenaline has kicked in. I get it. But you are absolutely focused. So it's working that type of focus into your everyday life and removing that adrenaline, taking that part of the stress out of it, and just keeping being mindful of what you've decided to do. And declutter. Let's be honest here. Decluttering is a great opportunity to eliminate distraction in order to stay focused, whether it's physical clutter or mental clutter. Maybe the decluttering is the first step, reasonable steps within a time frame involved. Reasonable step, the first step on your way to the next bigger goal. Let me give you an example. I had a client who wanted to get physically stronger and get in better shape for health reasons. For her, for her, going to the gym every day was not reasonable based on her work schedule and her kid's school schedule. She did have a treadmill in her house that she wanted to use, and after some questioning, she agreed that it would make the most sense and be the least disturbing to have the treadmill in her bedroom, but that the room had become a catch-all for laundry and everything else, that it was just overwhelming. So after some probing and some challenging, because I did push, I did challenge, she came up with the idea that after her kids go to bed, while she and her husband watch their favorite TV show for an hour or so, instead of sitting in bed, they would use the time to organize the bedroom in order for her to gain access to the treadmill. Just an hour, an hour a day. And she thought it would take two weeks that way. Okay, so specific? Yes. Measurable? Yes. Attainable? Absolutely. Reasonable? Yes. Timely? Certainly. After two weeks, she was on her treadmill walking every day according to her next goal. Decluttering her physical surroundings allowed her to create the physical and mental space for accomplishing her next goal of using her treadmill. So great. And I see we have Vicki, Vicki on the line. So Vicki, are you there, Vicki? Can you hear me? Yes, Lauren, I can hear you. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. So tell me, what's on your mind? Um, I thought it was interesting about the same New Year's resolution. What was it, you said two years in a row? Mm -hmm. Mine's kind of been like five years in a row. Okay. So why do you think it's been five years in a row? Let's start there. Um... I, I don't know. I think I always say it's lack of motivation, but I don't know if it's lack of motivation. I think it's, I'm not sure what it is. Are you comfortable sharing what the goal is? Yeah, it's, it's physical fitness, physical strength, physical health. Um, not necessarily, I mean, obviously weight loss would be great, but just kind of I'm starting to feel my age and I don't want to feel my age. Mm-hmm. Um, so just mm-hmm. even just, I work, I sit a lot. I mean, I'm up and down, but I do sit a lot for work. Then when I come home, I tend to sit, and I really just want to be more physically active. Mm-hmm. But I tend sure. to put everything and everybody else ahead of that goal. That's, I think, the main problem. And what do you say? That, what do you think you're experiencing as a result of not exercising, not taking care of yourself that way? Physically, I definitely notice it. I don't have as much energy, things hurt more. But I'm also getting close to that resentment phase where you feel like you're doing stuff for everybody else and not yourself. And I don't want to be 
resentful about helping people. I want to help people, but I got to figure out a way to put myself in there. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to feel resentful, how do you want to feel instead? I would rather just feel, you know, pleased of helping people, but also pleased that I'm taking care of myself. Okay. So then you want to feel pleased that you're taking time for yourself. So you want to honor yourself, let's say. Correct. Is that yeah. fair? Yeah, okay. that's what, yeah. So honoring yourself. <clears throat> Just by saying it that way, does that change anything for you, honoring yourself? Um, I guess it makes me think that I should consider myself as important as I consider everybody else and my needs as important as I consider everybody else's needs, but I'm not. I'm, I'm putting everybody else before me. And that's right. That's right. And if you are also a mom... I mean, what's that saying? If 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 mom isn't good, nobody's good. You know. Right. That analogy. I know it's I know it's like a stereotypical statement out there, but I think there's some truth to it. That's why it's stereotype, right? Um, yeah. yeah so true. honoring yourself, taking time for yourself. So let's just put something out there to as a, sort of a draft, something to bat around a little bit. What would honoring yourself look like as far as exercise? What do you enjoy doing for exercise? Um, Oh, wow. I, I like kind of like jazzercise type thing, Zumba, because um, it's like a group, so it's social, and it's music, so it doesn't feel like tedious. I've always mm-hmm. enjoyed like when I've done those types of things the most. Okay. And do you find that there's a certain time of day that you're best doing it? I think there are two ways to look at it. One, when physically you're best at your best for exercising, and then the other part of it is when it's best as far as your schedule. Right, that's probably the sticking point because if I find if I wait till the end of the day, then there's a million reasons why not to. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if I did it before, you know, I mean, I'm up, I'm just kind of, you know, drinking my coffee, watching the news. I could use that time a little more productively. Okay, and are you a morning person? Is that something that is even, I don't want to say somewhat appealing to you because sometimes it's just not appealing it's just more appealing than the alternative so is that something that's reasonable for you um i think it is reasonable like i said i'm already up it's not even that i would have to mm-hmm. get up earlier i would just have to kind of not la di da that time away even if it was just 20 minutes um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i feel like you know i have more energy um for the for the day and not feel quite so beat down at the end of the day Sure. Oh, sure. It sets you up. Sets you up for the for the rest of the day, no doubt. Let me ask you this. Is there any component to it that um, hooking up with a friend to do the jazzercise before work would help you with that commitment? No, no, that I'd have to look into. Um, it, it, though I usually, because I do work best on a schedule, if something is scheduled, I'll do it. Um, so it would if I had something in my schedule that was kind of just in there like everything else is in there, then I think I would do it. But I kind of leave it as something extra, and, mm. then, it, and then I don't. Then it, everything else comes in front of it. You know, right, kind of like or, <clears throat> the icing on the cake if you can get to it. Right, exactly. And I don't so, feel like it should be something extra. Mhm. Right. And there's a there's a saying that I've used for for years about exercise that if I told you that you could earn an extra $5,000 a week by finding 5 hours of time to exercise, somehow we would find that time, right? Yeah, It'd be right. easy to find that time. The trick is equating the $5,000 with our health and the thing the way that we want to be feeling. Because we can find the time. Where there's a will, there's a way. We can find the time. It's like what you're talking about with the motivation. <clears throat> and sometimes it's just getting it started. If you right. were to make that commitment for two weeks, solid two weeks, and then see how you felt, how does that feel to you? Rather than saying, okay, I'm going to start doing jazzercise before work three times a week for the rest of my life. Oh, I can feel the weight on our shoulders from that, right? 
Right. Yeah. But if, <clears throat> yeah, if you look at it for two weeks and then reassess, it's about making it reasonable so that it can fold into your life. So what's something else that you could do to make it easier in the morning? And I ask that because I know for me, if I pack my gym bag at night as part of the following the schedule, part of your schedule the night before could be packing your gym bag for the morning right. so that when the morning comes, you just grab and go. Absolutely, yeah, having it, having it ready. Because I do set up my, like I set my coffee up, I get my outfit out. So, I mean, that, that would be part of a routine I already do. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't mm-hmm. be that much of a change. So let me ask you, with what we've talked about, where was your, on a scale of 0 to 10, 10 being like just fantastic, where was your motivation for increasing your exercise before the com- before our conversation? Um, my mo- I think my motivation would be like a 6. Okay. And after just our conversation here with some plans in place, where would you say your motivation for making the changes for two weeks is now? Um, I'd say probably a seven or an eight. Okay. Because, like, and is that enough? <clears throat> is that enough for you to get started? Is that what you're looking for? Do you need to be at a, for it to be at a ten? No, I don't need for it to be at a 10 because usually what happens with me is once I start it, then I get more motivated. It's uh-huh. like for me, the hurdle is the, is the starting. Like writing a paper, right? Yeah, or cleaning or laundry or something like that, yeah. <laughs> That's true. And I will tell you, I've noticed the same thing with exercising, that getting started, once you get started... It keeps the motivation up because you don't necessarily want to stop in order to have to start again. Right. Do you find the and same I do thing? I wanted to become part more of my routine and not right. something I have to think about, you know. Right. And it sounds like you're coming from a place where it's not something that you want to instill so that it's like you have to do it every day. It's just incorporating it so that it is a healthy part of your life, something that you do on a regular basis. Right. I'd rather, yeah, I don't need another tedious task, so I don't want to right. do too much that. Um, and it's important to do something that's enjoyable, because if right. you're not enjoying the exercise, it's 20% less effective, and who needs right. that? Yeah, when I do like the music and just more, a little more dancing and straight exercise, the time, you know, always passes by quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sure. Sure. Would you, and do you find that if you were to, let's say, find somebody that you could do the class with, even if you didn't drive together, somebody that you committed to meeting there, where does that reside with you? How does it resonate? I don't know that I've ever, I obviously, like when I was in the army and stuff, having 50 other people around you doing the same thing was helpful. I've really ever had a workout buddy, but I have had, like, yeah, women at the jazzercise class that you get to know after you. You know, and it's, you, it's not, you like seeing them and you chit-chat and whatever. So, yeah, I like the social aspect of it, too. Okay. And I just say that because that's an opportunity to maybe set your intention when you go to the class of finding one or two people to say, oh, you know, are you going to be here on Wednesday? Great, I'll see you there. So that there's that accountability part of it that right. keeps us going. And if that's something for you, then... That's great. That's another thing that you can look forward to. So yeah, what is reasonable awesome. for you with your schedule? Uh, how many, how much time or how many mm-hmm. days? Yeah. Um, I would say like, I would say three times a week, four times a week. If I go on the weekend, um, like if I did two weekdays and then both days on the weekend, my weekends are pretty free. Okay. Um, I would say three would be very reasonable. Four might be pushing it a little. Okay. So which days during the week? Um, hmm, That's a good question. I might have to look at that because, like, Monday I always have a staff meeting first thing Monday morning. So that would probably not be a good one. But I don't want to wait too long into the week to, like, you know, get worn down. So I'd say, like, Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday and Sunday. 
Okay. Yeah, and then that Thursday, sounds great. Yeah. So Tuesday, Tuesday and or Thursday. It sounds like Tuesday is your solid, right? Right. And if you can, Thursday and then certainly the two days on the weekend. Right. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. So you've got the plan. And how long is it reasonable for you to set that up as a regular schedule for you to check back with yourself and see if it's working? See if I it's reasonable. Two, two weeks. Two weeks. Um, okay. I probably know after two weeks if it was, you know, working or if I had to like tweak something. Okay, great. And when are you starting? Um, I guess when I get, I guess when I get home, I'm visiting family for the holidays right now. Okay. Um, so I mean, I guess when I get home. Great. I look into it. So will you check back in two weeks? I sure and will. And let me know how it's working. I sure will. Great, great. So thanks very much for the call, Vicky. I appreciate you calling in. Sure, Lauren. Looking forward to hearing from you afterwards, too. All right, great. Okay, thank you. Good night. So great. Fantastic call from Vicky, and that's exactly exactly what I'm talking about with the, the New Year's resolutions. It's It often goes to, well, like she said, honoring... Honoring yourself, making time for herself to be healthy. Health is important, very important. So finding the ways to work it in for herself without necessarily being um, having it take over her life, folding it in to what she already does and making it reasonable. She's already up early, so folding that in so that she has more energy for the rest of the week. Oh, I'm excited to hear from her in two weeks and see how that was going. Sounds like a good plan. Sounds like she set herself up nicely. So, great call from Vicky. And going back to the uh, the the decluttering part. Now, it sounds like Vicky was was pretty clear and didn't have a lot of clutter getting in her way of following through on the goals. But some people do, and the decluttering can be pre-goal, or it can even be the goal itself. Thinking about thinking back to how we want to feel once that change has been made or the goal accomplished. I mean, who knows? You may get so good at creating and accomplishing smart goals that you'll be ramping up at warp speed with what you want to attain. And wouldn't that be great? And if you want to learn more about how to declutter, you can look for my podcast, which is um, The Power of Clearing Clutter. That's from the middle, the middle of August, I think. So... Now, I also mentioned that choice is a common theme running through all of these things. And there may be a a show coming up talking about choice because it's such a powerful concept. And it's probably one of the things that got me into coaching to begin with is understanding that uh, the power of my choice in creating my life. But it is important to understand your power in all of this and not give power to the circumstances instead of taking responsibility and making choices. Everything that we have and we experience is a result of our own choices. So if there's something that's not meeting your needs or where you want to be, it's an opportunity for a different choice. Just like we're doing here tonight, the whole process of New Year's resolutions. I think that's, I mean, New Year's resolutions, there are people that I know that will sit down on New Year's Day and write down 50 goals. 50 goals that they want to attain for the upcoming year. And some are far easier than others. But just by writing it down on paper, getting the mental set around it, and setting the intention for those goals, even if it's not something that they look at every day or it's not in the conscious thought, the intention is there. Because with each and every one of those things written down, there's the thought behind how they want to feel at the end. And I would say for the one, two, three, four, five people that I'm thinking of that I know for a fact do this every New Year's Day, they probably each attain like 40 of them. And I say... Some of them are much easier to attain than others. But 40 out of 50 goals, I'd say that's pretty good to take the time to set those goals because they're thinking about how they want to feel at the end. 
So the feelings of how we want to feel, the intention, setting the goals, the smart goals, decide, don't try, focus, and declutter. So let me see. Let's check the time. Don't know if we'll have time for a visualization, but just actually similar to two weeks ago when um, I did a brief visualization at the end of the show that the, the opportunity in setting the intention. So before going before going into the into the rest of the the new year, or even with setting your goals, think about how you want to feel, just on a general basis that. That pride or that satisfied feeling, that healthy feeling, what do you want to be able to do, where do you want to go, all of those things, and get in touch with all of the senses around it. What are you seeing? What are you feeling? What are you able to touch? What time of day are you waking up? Where are you? Is it warm? Is it cold? Are you waking up on your own? All of the details that you can put around that. And who's around you? Are you alone? Is it day or is it night? Follow yourself through the day. Create that mental picture for yourself and how you intend to carry yourself, how others respond to you, and make a movie in your mind of any event. Maybe think of the perfect situation, perfect time, perfect event that highlights to you that the changes are complete, that you're feeling the way you want to feel. And make the movie of that for yourself because the more that you can imagine that, the more that you think about that, the more that you create that for yourself, the more it's the message to your subconscious that that is what you're bringing to yourself. Yes, I'm taking that to the, the hypnotherapy part of it with the subconscious, but it's true. Creating that and then watching it happen. Because you can have your excuses or you can have success. You can't have both. And whichever you focus your mind on is what you'll experience. Because according to the law of correspondence, the external world you experience is nothing more than a reflection of the internal world you've created for yourself over a lifetime. Some of the changes you make will make you feel uncomfortable. To that I say yes. If we stay in our comfort zone, we don't change. And if we don't change, we don't grow. If, we don't, if we're not growing, then we're slowly dying. So let's get uncomfortable. Look forward to getting uncomfortable. Project yourself into the discomfort zone, knowing that that is how changes are made. That is how growth takes place. If you want to change, true change, you will be uncomfortable at times. And that, too is important. And if it's too much for you, just give me a call. We can walk you through it. It's time to get a little uncomfortable, right? I'm right there with you. So in closing, a couple of quotes. Be stubborn about your goals and flexible about your methods. And Socrates says, the secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but building the new. And the last quote, live less out of habit and more out of intent. So I would like to thank my sponsor, Full, Covery, Full Recovery Wellness Center. I'd like to thank my caller, Vicki. And I'd like to thank you for joining me. I wish you all a happy new year. Next week's show will be the first in a two-week lineup about addiction. Brian McAllister will be joining me for both shows. One is recorded. Here's the Thing is on at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on 107.9 or 95.1 FM with the same recorded show playing at 9 a.m. Saturdays on 97.5 WRSK in Sussex County. So set your calendars, set your alarms to listen in next week. And until then, keep it light, smile, and enjoy. Good night.
Did you know there's a world-class addiction treatment center that accepts most insurance right in Fairfield, New Jersey? The Full Recovery Wellness Center offers substance abuse help with flexible day and evening options. Overcoming addictive behavior is really just the beginning of recovery. The Full Recovery Program offers a holistic approach to improve all areas of your life, from strained relationships to difficult career and financial situations. At Full Recovery, the goal is simple. Provide you the tools needed to enjoy a rich and rewarding life. Full Recovery is now offering its exclusive Badge of Honor program, a treatment solution designed to meet the unique privacy needs of New Jersey's first responders and police officers. When relapse is not an option, turn to the state-licensed professionals at the Full Recovery Wellness Center, located at 87 Fairfield Road in Fairfield. For more information, 973-244-0022 or at www.full-recovery.com. Full Recovery Wellness Center in Fairfield. The views and opinions heard on the preceding program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Oldies 1079 WOLD or SRN Communications.